Great. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of the Mile High Real Estate Spotlight Podcast. And I'm Brian Arnold, and I'm just so excited today. We have Brandon Gray on uh, today, who uh, is just one of those people who just worked the whole Denver metro area. Uh, so he is very inept and, and knows uh, it, all the areas, what they do. Uh, but one of the things in, in the, one of the biggest reasons that I really love the fact that he's on here uh, is he does credit uh, repair. He helps people figure out this thing called credit. You know, I did a thing on my mindset yesterday, just on credibility. Uh, you know, you know, are you credible? Do you make it to your places on time? You know, do you have an 800 FICO score in your life on the things you do? Uh, but how, you know, this thing called credit and how important it is and finding somebody who can help you because it determines kind of your rate. It determines, you know, the zip code that you get to live in. It determines all these things. You couple that with the real estate, and now you have a 100% winning uh, you know, concept or team that can help you get what you want, especially if you're a first-time home buyer. And then you know, a first-time home buyer is what Brandon specializes in. And I say this often, if you're paying $2,000 a month of rent, that's $24,000 a year that you're paying uh, you know, to somebody else's mortgage. That's if you stay there for 10 years, $240,000 that you are spending uh, to live in somebody else's home. And why not spend it on your And if there's one person and he's here right now, that can help you figure out how to transition from that apartment living over to ownership, uh, it's Brandon. And so Brandon, thank you for being on today. I'm so excited uh, to hear from you and all the busy things that you got going on and places like that. If you could first uh, tell people how to get a hold of you, because I want to make sure we don't lose that, and then maybe kind of go into your story a little bit of, of who you are, where you're at, that type of stuff. Sure. Yeah. With any growing business, there's multiple ways of getting hold of me. But on the real estate end, I have a website, sellorbuyguy.com, or you could just text me at 720-790-5651. Then credit repair, which we'll dive into both of these, it's coloradocreditconsulting.com, and that number is 720-575-1250. And then, you know, I, uh, I'm my past life in terms of employment, I was an accountant and I, I like accounting, being an accountant, but I realized I'm much more of a people person and uh, much more interested in getting out and <clears throat> helping people instead of being chained down to a cubicle, punching numbers all day. And so uh, about what, five years ago, got into real estate and have just been hustling ever since and really carved out a niche just via my brokerage. Um, we, we specialize in the first-time home buyer. Colorado first-time home buyer is the DBA of Start Real Estate um, that I work in, and we, we really hit that first-time home buyer, and they've just been loving it. And I, I love the unique scenarios that that brings, and being able to hit that hard. And, and many of the scenarios that that actually brings is need to get the credit to where it needs to be to be able to purchase a home. So. Um, that, that sent me down a few different paths in terms of my career, um, obviously brokering, but also credit repair and um, rentals and um, handyman services, things like that, that really help, um, I think, what is an underserved community. Oh, that's great. But Brent, where are you from? Where, where, did, where did you grow up? Where are you hail from? You're here in Colorado. Yeah, now, yeah. You? <laughs> you're right. You're right. So, no, this is home now. Colorado is home. Originally, I'm from the state of Indiana. Okay. Usually. Yeah. All right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Originally, okay. been out west um, between a few states, um, but really fell in love with the west, fell in love with the mountains. So I'm here to stay for good. 
Oh, that's good. That, that's kind of like my wife. She, uh, you know, she's a California girl. I grew up here. I went, you know, I grew up here, went to California for a while, found her. Uh, you know, now, now that she's here, I'm like, maybe we could go to Arizona or Texas. So she's like, no, sure. we are staying here and we're staying here forever. Uh, so oh, she for makes sure. that happen. <laughs> so, so Brandon, I, I know you said your niche is like that first time. If, if I'm a first time buyer and, and I just don't have no clue what to do, I come to you. What are some of the things that you're going to do with me? How are you going to help me figure out and navigate this thing I have no idea about? Good question. At the end of the day, <clears throat> the main things that's going to occur is I'm going to ask you a few questions to see where you're at. You know, are you full time employed? I have many questions that a typical lender would ask, but are you employed? Um, how many hours? What's your credit score? Do you have a bankruptcy within the last two years or foreclosure within the last three years? Those items to see where you're at in your financial life to see if you could purchase a home. Frankly, those are some of the more preliminary questions we'd review. Um, and, and then, of course, that's tied into what area you're looking to buy in. How many bedrooms do you need? How many bathrooms do you need? Are you looking townhome, condo? Are you looking single family home? Things of that sort. So we're, we're checking all those boxes and depending on the answers to those that that's going to give me the solution uh, whatever your answer is to any one of those items i'll be able to present a solution whether it's a low credit score or if your credit score is sufficient but you don't have employment then then we're reaching out to you know employment agencies it, there's just so many things to get you to where you need to be um definitely with certain you know with, with um just your average joe just looking the whether they're 20 or 50 looking to purchase their first home it's there's so many things that's unique to the individual and being able to provide the, my experience tools and resources to get them to where they need to be is exactly what i do but it all starts out with me asking you questions gotcha now a lot of people come to me and they, and they say well you know i'm in colorado they tell me it's so expensive to, to buy a home in colorado and then they say, but I don't think my credit's where it needs to be in order to buy a home. In that range, and, and I know it varies a lot, but you know, when you're working with somebody, you know, when they come to you and ask you that question, where does my credit need to be in order to afford a home in the Denver metro area? Is there, you know, uh, advice that you give on that? Good question. And uh, at the end of the day, there's so many different programs, whether you're using down payment assistance or whatnot, but a good rule of thumb is, what a traditional financing, and I, obviously you could speak to this, a 580 credit score is where you want to be bare minimum with you bringing you down payment. Otherwise, there's programs as low as 600 or 620 on credit score. And that's your middle score um, that you could qualify for programs and qualify for financing. And so though, that's usually where you want to be. Now, if you're there or not, that's a different scenario. If you're not, um, bringing on someone that's an expert in the field is definitely a great route to go. But if you're already there, then we're focusing on other things. We're looking at debt to income ratio and so forth. We're, we're making sure you, you have room for a mortgage. It's comfortable. We're talking um, what XYZ house that you're interested in, what that would cost you per month, things of that sort. So there's so many different ways to handle it. And uh, just having someone in your corner um, is really the first best step. Yeah, that, that is so true. And, and so the other thing is that people are, you know, saying, well, there's not a house that I can buy in all of Colorado. You know, what do you tell somebody who just, you know, people have been talking to them, you know, especially first time homebuyers. One of the biggest mistakes that I think that I see a lot 
is they're talking to their friends and relatives who are not homeowners who have never owned a home that are never they have never been in this arena and they're the ones who are telling them this this dream is impossible there's nowhere to find how, how do you combat that or what do you tell people when that yeah the, the very first thing i do with those types of clients is i schedule an eye doctor appointment so they could sure. see what's out there no, i love kidding. it but it, but in, in reality people that have that mentality aren't looking or aren't looking in the right places. Okay. I could assure you if they're saying there's nothing that you could buy, there's nothing, this, that, and the other thing. The answer is there is. As long as you're making a reasonable income, which is most people, we're talking probably 95% of people with stable employment, they're making reasonable employment. Fortunately, I think Colorado as a whole, I know we're in some interesting times right now with inflation and a higher cost of living, but Colorado as a whole does a decent job on ensuring that people are compensated and and so with that and as long as you're not too overly indebted we have a clear path to finding you a house and people might think oh there's no way i could afford that four hundred thousand dollar house that three hundred seventy five thousand dollar house believe it or not those are denver prices i could find you a house 375 425 there, there's homes in the denver metro at those price points and there, there's no other question about it that's why if, if you're throwing a fit that you can't find that you need an eye appointment or you need to call me one of the two i got you and probably call you is, is a little bit better just so they, they can yeah yeah <laughs> your, your your eye your eye doctor might be a little confused if you uh called them that's telling you can't find any house you can't find a house you know yeah. although although my lasik guy yes got lasik not too long ago he said yeah you can see far now you can even see into the future you know i like it <laughs> well you, you'll have to give me that contact i know I, <laughs> I wish i could I exactly lazy. know that you know and you think about the denver minimum wage has gone up and it continues to go up you know if there's if you're a two-person household that is working at minimum wage in denver that's almost you know that's pretty much enough to be able to afford something you know in, in the area now i i do tell people a lot that you know and this this happens with some real estate agents that that haven't been in i don't just don't understand where they may start showing properties before they know what the person can qualify. Then they get them excited about something that's in this level. Like, let's go out to Southeast Aurora and look at $800,000 houses, you know, and they can really afford 300s. Do you run into anybody who has come to you after they've had that experience, maybe where they've looked at stuff that they can't afford, and then then you're trying to put them into, this is what you can for now, but it might be the right place to go and then move up? Countless times. And at the end of the day, people run in, like I, I work with a lot of people that have tried an agent before, or they tried a rent to own scenarios, things like that before. And it's just very challenging for those um, programs to pan out or some agents that are inexperienced to pan out. Because if you're looking at eight, $800,000 house, but you're, the numbers say you, you're approved at 450, this is just false false wishes. If anything, they should run the numbers and say, hey, this is what an $800,000 house would cost you monthly. And that's one way to get people to not, <laughs> you know, where de definitely as a first time home buyer. So I, I think um, with with this clientele base, knowing my num me as an agent, though I'm not the lender, but knowing the numbers is important. Okay, with my clients, we talk income, we talk debts, and then I give them an idea, okay, this is your income and your debts you're roughly going to be approved for xyz you know and so then then they're like oh that makes sense and i'm like but that's not official don't hold it doesn't hold water don't worry about it too much but if anyone's wanted to preliminarily look that there's no way i'm showing them the house until i just run the numbers with them and make sure it makes sense so um that's the big thing and 
Yeah. So I, I would say, but obviously going with the lender, um, getting pre-approved first is by far the superior route to take. Well, Brian, here's what I love, love, love about you right now. And I, I'm just so excited because you are a numbers person who actually <laughs> talks to people and is good with people. It's uh, a weird duo, weird yeah, combination. That, that just, I mean, that doesn't work all the time. And so I'm going to ask you just for a quick class here because this is something that people, uh, when I'm trying to explain it, and maybe I just don't do as well of a job is, is these things called debt ratios, the back end and the front end and where I should be and how much I should have and, you know, my debt versus my income. If you could just give us a quick, you know, synopsis of what does that mean when we talk about a debt ratio and what you think somebody can afford and, you know, somebody comes to them and says, well, your housing expenses have to be under, you know, 30 percent. That type of stuff. What what would you say to somebody who's trying to understand that logically in their mind and kind of you know, maybe you can just break it down a little bit so, so people understand? I know you weren't expecting to answer that question. No, no, I, I like that question a lot. And this, this is the thing I, I go over that all the time with um, my buyers. So at the end of the day, what matters is if you can afford the monthly payment. Now, between your agent and the lender, you should be able to come to a estimate of what your monthly payment would be before you submit an offer before you even viewed that home you should have an idea what it is now at the end of the day that's up to you but if you're reading over here that it should only be 25 percent of your income but over here it says you it should only be 30 percent of your income i would say there's a whole lot of noise out there at the end of the day what makes sense is if hey can i afford this 2600 payment or whatever is that comfortable and I think what people need to realize is how lenders calculate things. Now, by no means am I going to go through the specifics on what, yeah. what every financing term is, but if you take your gross income before taxes, take half of that. So say you're making $5,000, take per month, gross income per month, $5,000, take half of that, that's 2,500. Most loans are going to say, hey, you could spend $2,500 towards a mortgage minus any of your monthly debt payment obligations. So if you have a, uh, think about it, if you have a $700 car loan, that's going to be deducted from that $2,500. And so you're looking at 1800 or now you're at $1,800 per month. And so you could see how accumulated debts could really hurt on using healthy debt, such as a mortgage. And so bottom line, it's pretty simple arithmetic. If you take a gross income, divide half, subtract out any of your monthly payment obligations, whether that's credit card, student loans, personal loan, uh, car loan, et cetera. That's what you'd be looking at in terms of what a lender would say you could use. Now, it's ultimately up to you, though the lender might approve you for it, it's up to you whether you wanna use all of that, if you're comfortable with that or not. Now, I mean, that income's gonna be based off of full-time employment or um, if it's self-employed, it needs two years worth of tax returns. So those items, there's a variety of other things I go over on a per client basis, but that's a good rule of thumb for people to do uh, quick mental uh, mathematics. Oh my God, that is that is so awesome. Now, you know, we have all these millennials here that are that are wanting, I assume you're probably one of them, but all these millennials who are wanting to I buy am. houses that are those 50, you know, 50 million of them that are out there. And one of the biggest, I was, I was just reading something the other day where it said their biggest issue of having, of being able to buy a home is their student loans. And now that it's October and student loans are due, and I think our government has gone crazy on the amount of money that they're asking for on these payments. What are you telling this group of people as far as, hey, it's great to have a house and I know you got student loan debt 
and that's going to last for a long time. Are you still saying that, hey, it's probably okay to to start looking and, and be in a house? They got pretty good incomes, a lot of them, but the student good, loan yeah. is scaring people. What, what are you talking to people about with the student loans? Good question. And it, it's a tricky, it's a tricky one. It, with student loans, it's interesting because it, it's, that's debts that you could, you can't get rid of until you pay it off. You know, it's very interesting debt. But at the end of the day, uh, I think people should have thought through things when they took out the loans in terms of where they would be. Now, on a lender's perspective, you know, your monthly payment has to, you, you, as a lender, you're going to say they're going to be paying roughly 1% of that per month until it's done. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes there's different scenarios, but in most cases, um, people with high student loans or any student loans have a job that's hopefully proving why they took out the student loan. So as long as the numbers make sense, I think people would be foolish not to move forward with purchasing a home because think about your student loan. You, you have this thing that's tied to you and you have to pay it off. Now think about a mortgage. It's a thing that's tied to an asset that you can sell. You can't sell your student loans. Given the numbers make sense and you didn't over indebt yourself with student loans, because there's no easy solution besides paying them off, but given you didn't over indebt yourself and you're, you have the finances for it, purchase a home because now you have a sellable, scalable asset that's going to, you know, it's going to ride the wave of the economy. But at that rate, you, you have something you own instead of paying someone else's mortgage. So oh, absolutely. And I think it's important that people check in to see, you know, because, I, you know, I loved your thought. You know, I hope you you thought about this before you got it. But we know how, like what 19 year old goes. Oh, yeah. That your dad right. everybody in the world told you to go to school. You go to school, you get this good education or, or so hopefully this education. And then you get out of there and they're going, OK, pay, 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 pay. And, you know, for a lot of us who never got those numbers or did, never got the degree in finance, kind of understand that. But there are ways and there are programs and there are places where you need to check into it because you're not appreciating any kind of asset at all. If you're just, you know, especially if you're renting, you know, if you're living at home with mom and dad and they're not charging you rent, then, you know, that that might be a great thing for a while till your girlfriend says, no, I don't want you living with your you're, you're right. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. She, <laughs> you know, she wants the house. She wants that she house wants and house. wants to begin a family and that kind of stuff. You know, one of the questions that I love to ask people is, is about superpowers. And, you know, uh, you know, if I'm looking at you and you say, I, I'd love for you to tell us what the superpower, if you could have any superpower, what would that be? And then in this industry, what do you think you do best at? What is that superpower that somebody could go, hey, I want to go see Brandon because he is super good at this? Good question. <laughs> now, um, Initially, okay, if I was going to have any superpower in this industry, it's 100%. What, what does the future hold exactly? Okay. That, that's always, it's seeing the future, you know. Now, obviously, that's off the table. Uh, can't quite get that one. But what I provide is extreme diligence, expertise, where I have well over, I have hundreds of deals under my belt. So I've worked with hundreds of people and helping them purchase a home. So, you know, I've seen just about every scenario and that includes yours. And with that expertise, you know, you're walking in with the guy that's going to get the job done exactly how you need it to be done specific to you. And diligence where I'm the type of guy, you know, my clients are texting me at 8, 9 p.m. They're texting me at 7, 8 a.m. If they're texting me on the weekends or calling me on the weekends, I'm there. Uh, I think more than anything within real estate, in addition to the expertise, the diligence is presence. I'm there. If you want to see a house today, I'm there. 
And if I can't be there, I will have someone there for you at no expense to you. And, and just that sort of thing. So, you know, you always have someone in your corner that you can call on. And I think that's what's made the world of a difference so far in my career and will continue to do so. That is so huge because there's so many people, uh, well, don't call me on the weekend or don't call me Friday. And, you know, but that house just came up and that house is going to be on the market. And if a whole bunch of other people look at it, they might take it and they might put the offer and then I don't get it. Uh, you You're know, right. So, I, I think one of the things that we sign up for in this industry, uh, if we're good at it, is we've got to be available. But there's also freedoms in that as well. I mean, because like you said, which is huge, if you can't be there, and I want people to hear that you will have somebody else there to help that person. You know, and so you're looking at the the, the client first or the person who's looking for a house. They're the most important portion in this whole transaction and you're going to make sure that you take care of it. Oh, 100%. Whether, think of the appraiser, the lender, me, the title company. At the end of the day, all that matters is the seller and the buyer. And so those two parties matter the most and all the rest of us cater to those parties as we should because we're serving, you know, I work primarily as a buyer's agent. Sure, I have listings, but I work primarily as a buyer's agent. Um, but regardless which side my client's on, I am I'm serving them and I'm working for them. And that's exactly how this industry should be structured. Um, and I mean, you definitely hit it on the head. Gotcha. So I, I know we're running kind of, you know, out of, out of the time here and I would love to have you back on and maybe we can talk about, you know, solely the credit or we can bring on a client or somebody there. Can oh, please tell everybody how to get a hold of you one more time and then any other closing thoughts that you would love to share? Yeah. Again, um, on the real estate side or credit, Credit repair, um, you, you can get a hold of me at two different numbers, 720-790-5651 or 720-575-1250, either or. And then uh, I would say if you're looking the, I, I, typically I like, I have a little slogan, but seller buy, I'm your guy. And I, I will take you from the finish line to the end and bring you, get you every contact that you need along the way. And then after, I'm not just a one and done type guy. You know, once you close, text me, call me, ask me for referrals. I'm here to help you. And I think that client-centric mentality has been the reason I've been as successful as I have, which has been great, you know, where I'm doing, frankly, 40 plus deals a year. And I mean, that's a lot of transactions with a lot of clients. And I have, you know, of course, a support staff um, that works for me and they do an exceptional job and we're just scaling, we're growing. And the, the nice thing about this is you, you have a lot of people in the industry. So this is a little tangent, but I'll throw it in there. But I work for you. Nobody else is showing for you unless, you know, I happen to be out of town, which doesn't happen a ton. So I am going to be there showing for you. I'm, I'm boots on the ground and I'm boots on the ground for you. Oh, that's so cool. Are you on any social media or can people find you there? Or is I, I'm on Instagram. Frankly, my social media presence sucks, but uh, it's mainly just Instagram. And I that's the thing I need to work on a bit more. I'm on Google, but that's not social media. But oh, yeah. if you punch in seller by guy, Brandon Gray, realtor in Google, you'll, you'll find me. But uh, uh, but yeah, I need to work on the social presence. Well, I, well and, and some, you know, I tell people all the time, if you're doing social pre, uh, social presence so you can be famous, that's one thing. But you're doing 40 plus deals every single year, which says, 
you know, you have a presence where people get, you're getting stuff done. You're not spending time flipping around on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram all that time. And, yeah, that'd be a time killer. That'd be a that time killer. That is a huge sure. time second time killer. So again, thank you for being on uh, another edition of the Real Estate, the Mahai Real Estate Spotlight Podcast. Hey, three things that I say every single time that we do this. One is you can do this. If you, especially if you're a first time home buyer, you can, you can call somebody, you can call Brandon, Right now, he's going to help you get through. Second is you deserve this. Every I believe every citizen in America that is here deserves to have a home. It's part of the American dream. It's something that makes a difference in your life. And third, let us help you. Uh, the experts get to help you. It is so important that you don't know what you're doing, especially if this is the first time you've ever done it. Let somebody call Brandon, call myself, call people that will make sure that they walk you through this, not your Aunt Lenny and grandma or whatever it is who've never bought a house, have never done, been down this road, call us and let us help you. And so thank you for uh, coming to another edition of the Mahai Real Estate Spotlight Podcast. And I can't wait uh, to see you on the next one. Have a wonderful day. Thanks, Brian. This is uh, Brian Arnold, and if you are listening to this part, you've just watched one of our episodes of the Mile High Real Estate Spotlight, uh, where we've just talked to one of the best of the best. And I want to thank whichever guest that was here. Uh, they are phenomenal. They are amazing. They are the top of the top, the best of the best that are in our industry that are here with us today. And so I encourage you to please, please call them, pick their brains. They work for you. They enjoy working for you. They are incredibly good at it. And so I want to make sure that uh, you give them a call. So whatever, whoever you listen to, whichever one you saw that you were there, please do that. Uh, the other thing is uh, everyone deserves a home. Everyone deserves a home. Uh, I, I say that at the end of my show, you deserve it. Uh, let us help you do it. Uh, my goal is to make sure that we see homeownership. It just sickens me. Uh, to see apartment complexes continue to go up because I know those are people uh, who haven't been able to make the call or figure out a plan. So let us help put that plan together for you. I have some websites that allow you to do that, but and I'll put those in the bottom, but please do. Uh, I am a lender. I do work in the lending space. Uh, if you do not already have somebody who's pre-qualified you, I would love uh, to be able to have that opportunity to earn your business and qualify you. Uh, my number is 720-682-2223. That's 720-682-2223. Give me a call anytime and I would love to be able to help you with that. Uh, we also do living trust. And so when we think about an estate that, to try to avoid probate and make sure that doesn't happen. So whether it's you, if you own a home and you're, you should have a living trust. And I will say that everyone not just deserves it. Everyone needs a living trust if they own a home. Uh, and then finally, just wanted to thank you uh, for watching these episodes. And so uh, please tune in to more. Uh, would love for you to, to see and be able to shop around. So thank you for doing that. Again, I want to make sure that you know that you can do this. You deserve this. And let us help you make it happen. You guys have an awesome, wonderful, awestruck, incredible day today.